It's Reaction Brats. I'm your host, David. I'm Robin. And welcome to episode 15. Robin, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you today? I'm not too bad. It's 8.26 on Monday night. I kind of liked it better when we were doing this with coffee, I think. This is late. We need more mornings available. It's also a Monday. Yeah. I don't think we've ever recorded on a Monday. Not at night, anyway. After a long, hard day of work. It's really... I have a bit of an update, actually. We were talking about things to update. Uh, We didn't talk about this one. My pillow. Oh, yes, your pillow. (laughs) Last week, Robin mentioned that she got a brand new pillow from Sleep Country Canada, and it was as hard as a rock, and she didn't know what she was going to do with it. Well, what's going on with that? Why buy a mattress anywhere else? (laughs) I've abandoned it. It's a cat pillow. It's a really expensive uh, pillow that Otis likes to crawl up on and Mm -hmm. sleep on. Yeah. I don't like it. That was money well spent. Mm-hmm. Well, Otis likes it. He gets a little scent of lavender. Yeah, and he weighs, I'd say, maybe 87, 85 pounds, maybe. So it might soften that pillow up for you just yet. It might, yet. one yeah. of these days. Speaking of money well spent, mm-hmm. uh, we hadn't mentioned yet that we went to Las Vegas. We did. But when was that, about a month ago? Labor Day. Yeah. Our last episode, the NXS uh, House Martins episode, was recorded earlier in the summer, and then we weren't able to get back on the mic. So uh, in that time, we have gone to Vegas, mm-hmm. and we saw... Uh, who did we see? Well, we saw a few people, but we went down specifically to see Marcy. Okay, and did it live up to the hype? Oh, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was great. Vegas, I I wouldn't say Vegas lived up to the hype necessarily. I don't know that I need to go back there ever again. Yeah, I hate Vegas. Yeah. I mean, I hated it that weekend. It mm-hmm. was so busy. And so hot. Well, for me, it's the people. Like, you couldn't go anywhere. We were just in a herd of people, <laughs> an unmoving herd of people everywhere we went at any time of the day. Yeah. It was crazy. It was mm-hmm. 20 minutes in line to get a coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. It was Labor Day weekend. I think that's why there were so many people. But it was really like not enjoyable just even being out of the hotel room. Right. But Morrissey was definitely a highlight. I was very impressed with Morrissey. His voice was great. Yeah. The show was amazing. The show was really good. He did not disappoint. No. We also saw John Mulaney. And that was excellent. Yeah. He was really, really great. And that was the first of his shows back to performing after rehab and his divorce and all the drama that he's had this year. And then we saw another show called Absinthe. And I would recommend Absinthe to anyone going to Vegas. 100% I would recommend this show. It was amazing. How would you describe that show? Like um, a raunchy burlesque. Super raunchy stand-up comedy. Yeah. Meets a sideshow. Mm-hmm. Meets burlesque. Meets... Like strongman... I don't know. It was. It's a hard one to kind of... Yeah, it's been running there for years. I guess since for like 10 years that show's been, I'm assuming, in that tent in front of Caesar's Palace. But uh, we kind of went in not expecting much, and it was really good. It was entertaining. It was super great. Yeah, it was It was really neat. So all the shows we saw in Vegas were, were a lot of fun, but uh, Vegas itself is a hellscape. And Let's not forget maybe the greatest highlight. What was that? In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out Burger, yeah. It was really good. We ate there a couple times. It went there a couple times, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Vegas, I would say, gets a B-. minus. I would give that trip. Yeah. Oh, we have to talk about the bleeps. Yes. So we did a little poll on Instagram uh, at Reaction Brats Pod whether mm-hmm. or not we should be bleeping the F word out of the episodes. Mm-hmm. And the verdict is... It was almost unanimous to not bleep the F words out of the podcast. The listeners, for the most part, want to hear the word fuck. Yeah. 
However, however, I think five people voted to bleep the F word. And I would just like to say that two of those five people were the hosts of this <laughs> That's right. podcast. It's true. And I think maybe we get the, I think I might have, the say. I think I might have voted on the third account as well. I voted <laughs> you did. on the no. I think so, yeah. <laughs> you did. You. I think you like maybe started an account just to say, hey. Yeah, I had it started already. But I mean, we have to not bleep them because why did we have a poll if we weren't going to listen to the answer, right? Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So maybe we won't. Maybe we will. What well, are we doing? we can try it out this one. See how we feel. See how we like it. So you said the F word already. I did. So I'm going to not bleep it. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens. I'm pretty positive in the earlier episodes we weren't bleeping them. We can go back and listen to it. I think it's something that you started like a few episodes in. Well, either way, I think Just- we're going to... We're not... <laughs> 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 anyway, we won't believe them. If your kid doesn't like it, let us know at Reaction Brats Pod. Uh, I think it's time to move on. We are a few minutes into the episode now, and I think we should probably reveal the records we're doing this week. Mm-hmm. We gave ourselves a challenge last time. We decided to assign each other a record that we thought that the other might possibly enjoy. Yeah, one that the other one didn't know necessarily. We thought that the other one didn't know, but that they might like. Do you want to tell everyone what when you've assigned to me? The record that I assigned to Robin was introducing DJ Shadow from 1996. And why did you give this one to me? Um, well, I was looking through our discogs, and that's the only one that uh, I thought that A, you hadn't heard, and B, that you might possibly like. I thought there was enough melody and atmosphere and enough hooks for you to latch on to a lot of this record, I guess. Mm-hmm. I thought that you would enjoy it. I mean, he's uh, it's just instrumental hip hop, but it's so much more. Right. I don't know. Knowing your listening habits and other stuff that you like, I thought, yeah, she might she might enjoy DJ Shadow. So I picked that one. Plus, I love the record. It's one of my favorite of all time. And it was just re-released, right? It's new. You just got this yes, on we, vinyl. So we just got it on vinyl. The 25th anniversary edition uh, remastered at Abbey Road Studios. And uh, yeah, I thought it was a good one. Very cool. What did you pick for me? Well, the record that I signed for Dave is Back to Back by Amy Winehouse. And I picked this one because... I love it, and I thought that Dave would like it if he listened to it. I thought that this was a record that Dave had kind of dismissed without really giving it a chance. So I wanted to assign it to him as a way of kind of forcing him to listen to it. Did I dismiss this record before? Have I said that? Well, you said you didn't really like it. Did I say it? But I'd never heard it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't know much about it. All I knew of Amy Winehouse was the Amy Winehouse legend or what I saw in the media 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I knew the song Rehab, and that was the extent. I didn't dislike it, and I didn't dislike her. I just literally didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. Also, it's it's coming from a world of music that I I don't know anything about, soul, Uh, R&B. I really don't know much about that music at all. So that's the only reason I really had never explored it. It just wasn't in my wheelhouse. But uh, I explored it this week. Yep. And we're going to get into it. We sure will. Say it with me. Now. 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 Hey, uh, Rob. Yeah, Dave. Uh, What's your favorite R.E.M. record? (laughs) Think hard about this one. (laughs) Think hard about where I'm going with this one. Um, 
I don't know what you're gonna, what you want me to say. What's the record that has "Losing My Religion" on it? Uh, I don't even know what it's called. Just oh in my time. God. Just <laughs> in time. Just in time. <laughs> yep, REM's million, <laughs> multi-million selling album from 1991. <laughs> Just in time. Good Christ! It's Wikipedia time. When you just want the fans, oh! it's Wikipedia time. So much I need to know. It's Wikipedia time. I'm ready to learn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, my tummy hurts. Okay. <clears throat> Let's do this. All right. Amy Jade Winehouse was an English singer and songwriter. She was known for her deep, expressive contralto vocals and her eclectic mix of musical genres, including soul, rhythm, and blues and jazz. A member of the National Youth Jazz Orchestra during her youth, Winehouse signed to Simon Fuller's 19 Management in 2002 and soon recorded a number of songs before signing a publishing deal with EMI. She also formed a working relationship with producer Salam Remy through these record publishers. Winehouse's debut album, Frank, was released in 2003. Many of the album's songs were influenced by jazz and apart from two covers were co-written by Winehouse. Frank was a critical success in the UK and was nominated for the Mercury Prize. Winehouse released her follow-up album Back to Black in 2006, which went on to become an international success and one of the best-selling albums in UK history. Winehouse was plagued by drug and alcohol addiction. She died of alcohol poisoning on the 23rd of July 2011. After her death, Back to Black temporarily became the UK's best-selling album of the 21st century. VH1 ranked Winehouse 26th on their list of the 100 greatest women in music. And the record we're doing today is called Back to Black. Back to Black is the second and final studio album by English singer and songwriter Amy Winehouse, released on the 27th of October 2006 by Island Records. Winehouse predominantly based the album on her tumultuous relationship with then-ex-boyfriend and future husband Blake Fielder Civil, who temporarily left her to pursue his previous ex-girlfriend. Their short-lived separation spurred her to create an album that explores themes of guilt, grief, infidelity, and heartbreak in a relationship. Uh, these, this is a very long intro to... To her Wikipedia page, uh, influenced by pop and soul music of the 60s girl groups, collaborated with producers Salim Remy and Mark Ronson, along with Sharon Jones's band, The Dap Kings. That's cool. Uh, praised by music critics. You all know. It was a huge thing. Won five Grammys. Uh, yeah. So that's the album Robin assigned to me. And what's your history with this record? Well, I would say that I was dismissive of this record at first as well, because with Rehab being the first single, it definitely wasn't my thing when it first came out. It just made me think of like drunk girls at the club singing to each other. Yeah. You know, but then I was at my friend Justine's house just having drinks and listening to records and she put it on and it was good. I really liked it. That was the first time I listened to the whole thing. And then after that, I watched Amy, the documentary, and it was gutting and it stuck with me for days. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just one of those uh, movies that doesn't leave you. And then I just bought the record shortly after that. And after I've, seeing the doc. After seeing the documentary. Yeah. And then I listened to it in a completely different way, Yeah, you know, as I think a lot of people probably did after watching that documentary. I don't know. It just, it hit me differently. And now I listen to it all the time. It's one of my regular go-tos. When you pitched this record to me, you said, I want you to watch the documentary with me first before you listen to the album. So we did that. And yeah, the documentary is very, it really affected me and it hasn't been affecting me for the last few days. Like Mm -hmm. I can't really stop thinking about it and thinking about her. Also, I've been listening to the album a lot. Uh, The documentary, it's great because there's home movies 
of her since she was, it starts the first piece of footage and that she's 14 with her friends and mm-hmm. it's, it's all just home movies. I don't know. I, I'm assuming she just always had a camera on, but like everything's documented. Yeah. Um, Which I liked about the movie. It, it wasn't, it's not just like talking heads. It's not just like footage of people yes. telling their stories. It's all based it's on all narration. footage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the interviews are just the narration. You never see anybody's face. They, right. they, they're very good about keying up on the screen who's talking. But the, the, the documentary does not paint her father in a great light. Like I was getting angry watching the doc hating her father like mm-hmm. he just he's just portrayed as a real piece of shit now yeah. how i understand filmmaking i understand how in the editing room you can mold the material to fit your narrative so sure i don't want to judge her father apparently there's a follow-up documentary there's something came out in 2015 what um what's it called it's wikipedia time when you just want the uh, yeah, Amy is a documentary uh, from 2015. It contains new interviews as well as archival footage. It was made by Eagle Vision, blah, blah, blah. This is the documentary we're talking about. But then apparently in July 2021, a new documentary entitled Reclaiming Amy aired on BBC Two to mark the 10th anniversary of Winehouse's death. The film was narrated by her mother and includes intimate stories of those who were close to Winehouse until the end of her life, including close friends. So I read somewhere else that this is, you know, her father cooperated with that Amy documentary in 2015 but then was not happy with the final result that he was painted as the villain. And he insists that that wasn't the case. And this documentary, Reclaiming Amy, they made with the BBC, uh, apparently tries to set the record straight. So I am interested to see that. We should track that down and take a look because sure. uh, he is not, he does not look good in the in the documentary. No, he doesn't. But it is him saying that she doesn't need rehab at the very beginning. The first time that she is going to go to rehab, she says, if my dad thinks I should go, I'll go. And he's the one saying, no, she doesn't need it. Where I think that could have changed her whole life around, Mm -hmm. you know, that first stint. He's the one also saying, yeah, yeah, she'll go. But first we need to do these four shows that are going to pay her a million dollars each. You know, he was putting money in front of her her health and well-being. Yes. But I think her whole management team probably the whole machine behind her was but if there's one person you should be able to, to count on to pull you out of that it's, yeah. your, it's your dad and, and or your her, mother her mom too you yeah. know also in the documentary talking about her eating disorder and how she knew she had an eating disorder as a teenager even but like just said oh, I didn't think it was that big of a deal mm-hmm. you know like as a mom if either of my kids came to me with that it would be a big deal yeah. you know that's it's strange but yeah you can see in the documentary clearly you know when her dad left her and why she would have abandonment issues and codependency issues as a grown-up and kind of why she was the way she was. and Yeah, got a raw deal right out of the gate, that's for sure, and uh, had the cards stacked against her. I didn't know any of this about her. I also didn't know that she was a pretty gifted guitar player. You see that in the doc, I had no idea. Uh, she was a songwriter, she was a guitar player, and an amazing vocalist. And lyricist. It's really cool that she was writing her lyrics, and that's when I listen to Amy Winehouse songs, the songs on this record in particular, especially after seeing the documentary and knowing so much about her life and what she went through and hearing about the stories and actually seeing the video footage of her like breaking up and getting back together and and things that she's doing and then hearing the songs. You know, I love that she was writing about her real life and I love that about her. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, This album's a lot of fun to listen to on headphones. The production's fantastic. And uh, her voice is just a joy. It's so warm mm-hmm. and easy to listen to. It's, 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 uh, it's like butter, you know? It's <laughs> yep. like butter. Should we get into it? Or you got more yeah. to say there? No, I don't Davey? think I do. I just, the documentaries, it was, it's very... Uh, 
I don't know. It really gets to you. Yeah. It's sort of burrowed it itself into my brain and uh, I'm still thinking about it. And I mean, you know, I've been listening to the record a lot in preparation for the podcast, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know if you haven't seen it. I, I recommend you check it out. It's on Prime. If you have Prime, it's there. Yeah. Let's get into the album. First song is Rehab. I ain't got the time. And if my daddy thinks I'm fine, try to make me go to rehab. I won't go. Yeah, for a song that was such a massive hit, what, 15 years ago, I don't think I'd ever heard it from front to back until this week. I love it. Yeah, I liked it more (laughs) once I watched the documentary, for sure. It's funny because when we were reading up for this podcast, I kept reading that she and people from a record company weren't considering that a single. wasn't even in their heads as a possibility for that to be a single. And I don't know why. It's like, it's obviously the single on the record, if you ask me, don't you think? Yeah, totally. It's really great. I really, really like it. It is a fun one. And um, again, like, I don't got the time and my daddy thinks I'm fine. You know, like it's... She's just writing about real life. It actually happened. She said, fine. Like everyone around her wanted her to go to rehab. And she said, okay, I'll go if my dad thinks I should go. And then old Mitch made the bad choice and said she doesn't need to go. Obviously, that was a a mistake. And then she wrote a song about it and look what happened to her. Yeah, great song came out of it. That's the thing, too, I wanted to say about the documentary is that right from the beginning in her earliest interview, she's saying, I don't want to be famous. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'll be able to handle it. I can't see it happening, which would have meant it was even more of a shock for her. And then when she breaks and wins all those awards, the paparazzi, the footage of the paparazzi, these fucking pieces of shit. There's your first unbeeped F word. Second. It's sickening to watch the flashes. It's like a a, a, a firestorm of flashes every time she left her house. Yeah. Who are these people? Yeah. She knew the whole time that she wouldn't handle it well. She yeah. did say, I hope I'm never famous because I don't think I could handle it. And, mm. and never in a like facetious way she always said it in a really kind of real and self-deprecating kind of way like i i'm not i can't do that i couldn't take it yeah when we were watching the documentary and all that footage of the paparazzi just ruining her life i just kept saying to robin this is hard to watch i just kept like sighing and like a couple times we had to pause it because i was getting (laughs) i was getting worked up because i was just like i couldn't believe the life this woman had and these scumbag photographers like just what a gaggle of shit bags yeah it is um not unlike watching the britney spears documentary yeah because she's like just trying to drive and she can't drive anywhere because they're swarming her car and she's just like please let me leave this driveway or wherever she My is driveway. You know? yeah, <laughs> yeah it's crazy yeah it's crazy that's it's anyway. a wonderful society we've crafted here mm-hmm. uh what's the next track Next track is You Know I'm No Good. I cheated myself like I knew I would. I told you I was troubled. You know that I'm no good. Ooh, yeah. I like that one a lot. I love this song. That's one of my faves on the record. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. I love her voice. Mm-hmm. I don't know what more I can really say. You know what I like about her, her singing? She doesn't do the octave jumping diva bullshit. I mean, it's fine if you like it. They're very talented. Sure. I don't need to hear it ever again in my life. I'd rather just hear someone in the pocket yeah. 
with velvety goodness to the vocal, mm-hmm. and this is it for me. I yeah. don't need to hear the. I don't need to hear that. Oh, you're natural. That sounded pretty good, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, I like it too. She just stays in her range. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dig this one. I love when she says, "You sniff me out like Tanqueray." I think that's a good <laughs> a good line. I don't know. I love this song. I love that it's self deprecating. I don't know. I feel like I can relate a little to this one. You know, she just like feels like she's a bit of a piece of shit she's gonna ruin a good thing oh don't say that i'm not saying right now in my life i'm not i'm not gonna ruin this i love you baby i'm not gonna ruin this davy don't worry but you know at one point in my life i could relate and i think that um yeah i just fucking love this song i love it yeah it's a good one it's a keeper for me it's if i'm gonna put this record on and i will in the future for sure i'm a fan now that's one that i'm gonna skip to for sure good next song is called me and mr jones mr jones and me Mm. Almost. Oh, wait, sorry. Me and Mr. Jones. That's it. That's the song. What kind of fuckery is this? You made me miss the slick wicked. And thought I didn't love you when I did. I believe you played me out like What do you think of this one? I love it. I really like it. How much do you love the word fuckery? <laughs> I'm actually a fan of the word fuckery. It's I think so I've said good. that several times this year. Mm-hmm. What kind of fuckery is this? Yeah, it's a good question. So great. I also love the line, you made me miss the Slick Rick gig. I want to know the story behind that. I bet she, like, I bet, I bet. What is the line? You made me miss the Slick Rick gig. Oh, because Slick Rick is a, is a rapper? He's a rapper, yeah. yeah. I bet there was, like, actually a Slick Rick gig and. Her she, drugged up boyfriend made her miss it? Yeah, they had a fight or something. <laughs> Something and yeah. he made her miss the Slick Rick gig. Yeah, you know what we'll do? We'll end, end with the, some Slick Rick. We'll end the episode with some <laughs> Slick Rick. Okay, sound good? Yeah. Uh, yeah, great song. I love it. Don't really have much more to say. It's I like mean, sultry. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to get in depth with my cross referencing because this is you know a lot of the styles of music on this album and stuff I'm not familiar with. R and B, soul. You know the uh, the old rock and roll influences sort of. You know, I'm I'm adept at those, but uh, it's not my foundation, soul R&B, so. Well, no, but I, I also don't think anyone's tuning in for that either. No one's here for, like, an education lesson, right? They... Uh. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> nice one. I'm talking about, like, the lyrics I like and, like, mm-hmm. you know, what I like about it. Yeah. I don't think anyone is, like, wants to know. Maybe they do. If they are, you are listening to the wrong podcast well, mister if you're here for musical education let us know at reaction brad's pod and we will do our best to give you more info on the stuff we talk about but until then we're just being like yeah i like it it sounds nice and she sings a nice song <laughs> and she said slick rick she said fuckery <laughs> what's the next song <laughs> we're not idiots <laughs> what Aww. What? You're being very rude. To who? Me. No, I'm not. I'm making fun of myself, knucklehead. But I'm here you too, knuck- knucklehead. You <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you too. What's the next song called? Just Friends. Like Us. Yeah, that's all we are now. Hey. What?
I'd like to say that over the break we made up and now we're not <laughs> we're not fighting anymore. We're we're more than just friends. We're more than just friends again. This song brought us back together. I really like this one. This is uh, half of the album. Well, I, th- I think slightly more than half the songs, right? Were recorded or were produced by Mark Ronson. And the other, other songs were produced by Salam Remy. So this is a Salam Remy mm-hmm. production. And I really like it. Yeah, all his songs have more of like a reggae thing happening, like an old ska, like 60s ska, mm-hmm. which is like the only kind of ska I really like. Yeah. Actually, I like two-tone ska too. Right. I shouldn't say I don't like any ska. I don't like the early 90s Southern California ska. That uh-uh. stuff's fucking- call that ska well some people did i don't know much again i don't know much about it it was called ska in the 90s right but uh yeah i i really like all his productions on the record and mark ronson too man he's awesome i didn't know much about him again i'm an idiot i write him off as just like eh, it's all pop shit but then he produced uh the queen's record from 2017 villains which is awesome and then what's the really good uh what's the good um bruno mars song that he did with mark ronson what's a mark ronson song featuring bruno mars what's that called uptown Um, funk yeah awesome song Mm -hmm. and the amy winehouse valley Valerie um, Mark Ronson remix is amazing. So good. Is Let's the, play it. Is that the one that's on the Spotify? The live at the BBC? Is, is that Mark Ronson re- I don't producing know if that? it's live at the BBC. Um, Let's listen to it. Well, because are we talking about the same one? I don't know. Because on Spotify, the Valerie that's on the deluxe Back to Black is live at the BBC. We're both looking at our phones. No, this is just Valerie featuring Amy Winehouse, song by Mark Ronson. <laughs> Okay, so this is a different one. I haven't heard that. It's awesome. Here's a clip of the one that Robin's talking about. Okay, no, I've never heard that version. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. I love that. I'm mm-hmm. going to listen to that more. But I was talking about the Live at the BBC that's on the deluxe version of Back to Black that's on Spotify and streaming services. Haven't heard it. Here's a clip. Oh, why don't you come on over, Valerie? I absolutely love that. I love that too. But it, I knew it was a cover, but I figured it was like an old song. Yeah. But it's by some band called the Zootons from 2006. <laughs> I didn't know that. Neither did I. Here's a clip. Why don't you come on over, Valerie? Valerie. It's not horrible. Sounds like the Black Crows. Yeah. I wonder if Mark Ronson was like, it's fine, but I could make it way better. Well, it says in this article I'm reading here that he, uh, yeah, when Winehouse played the Zootons original forum just five minutes before they recorded her remake in a New York studio, Ronson was actually unimpressed. Is he British? Should I do his voice in I a British? I thought he was American. Is he British? Wikipedia time. <laughs> when you just want the Mark Daniel Ronson is an English-American disc jockey, songwriter, and record producer, and record executive. So, Does that make us both right? I guess it does. He was born in Notting Hill. Hmm. He's just a boy standing in front of a <laughs> girl telling her to sing. Five uh, minutes. He listened to it five minutes before they yeah, so he decided says, to redo it. That's cool. Yeah, I'll pick it back up. The first time I heard it, I was like, I'm um, okay. 
I wasn't particularly, I didn't get it, you know, he admitted. Obviously she did because she'd sung it in the shower and she knew the ins and outs of that song and she knew what a great song it is. It was. And uh, yeah, I would say that their version they put together there was quite superior to the original. And I'm hope that, I hope that band's cool with it. They must be. They probably got a pretty penny. Yeah. Paid to them by them playing their precious song. Like Some alliteration. people. Love it. Moving on. What's the next song? Back to Black. We only said goodbye with words. This is my tune. This is your tune? This is my tune. Is this your favorite on the record? This is the best one. Oh, why? Yeah, I just love it. The emotion, I don't know. For me, I need to like feel something normally for me to love a song, you know? And normally that is pretty simple. I need like some delicious minor chords and a good vocal melody. But I don't know. This one, I feel her emotion. And it's just, it's raw. And I love it. And I can just, I can feel it. It's I a don't real, know. It's a real breakup song. It is. I'm assuming it's about this Blake fella. Yep. Without this guy, there wouldn't be a record, really. I mean, it's it would be quite different, right? And I think all the, the great records are the breakup records, you know? But what's interesting, too, in the documentary is it shows her in Mark Ronson's apartment or wherever, whatever apartment it is that they were recording in. And she's just like singing it like it's no big deal. She's just like leaning up against the wall. She's in shorts and a little shirt. It doesn't even look like she's trying, which is so crazy. Yeah, she's leaning against like a, a baffle or something. Yeah, just sort of and just and like, singing. okay, whatever. This is what I'm doing right now. And then it sounds like this. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Was that his apartment? It was some kind of like, it looked like an apartment. I think it was a studio. One of yeah. his, it, was, it looked a little makeshift, but I'm pretty sure that was a studio. It didn't look very fancy. It didn't really look like an apartment or like a studio. It, sh- it just like had like sheets or like yeah. something hung up for sound. I yeah. don't know. Maybe it was one of his B or C studios. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I like that one a lot too. I um, love it. The yeah. lyrics are great. Yeah, she's a great lyricist for sure. Again, stuff I didn't know about her until I explored the record with Robin here. What's the next one called? Love is a losing game. This one's sad. Over futile beautiful it's gorgeous this whole record has a retro feel a retro sound i don't know what recording techniques or mixing techniques or equipment they were using to achieve that but this song more than any other really sounds like it was snatched from like 1968 or something yeah yeah i think also i think she has a lot to do with that too right her voice is an old sounding voice absolutely in this song especially Mm -hmm. she's she sounds a lot like Diana Ross. Yes. Or, you know? Very much. Again, don't know much about that music, but that was what I just said to you during the break. Sounds Could like be the Supremes. Supremes or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's wonderful. And it's very sad. It's a very sad song. All the good ones are. Yeah. This one, Must Have Been Love by Roxette. Yep. Uh, what's the next song called? Tears Dry On Their Own. Ooh, my favorite one. Oh, it's my responsibility. You don't own nothing to me but to walk away. I have no capacity. He walks away, the sun goes down, he takes the day, but I'm grown. And in your way, in this blue shade, my tears dry on their own. If 
I played a longer clip than usual, that's because that's my favorite one. Yeah, it's a good one. I love that one. Oh, I love it too. I could just put that one on repeat and just... Dance the day away? Just dance the day and the night, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, this one also is a bit more positive. This yeah. one, she's like going to rise above. Mm-hmm. She's going to move on. She's going to just like, why is she wasting her tears? Her tears are going to dry on their own. She's going to lift her chin and off she goes yeah. into the sun, you know? And it has that sound. It's very sunshiny, this track. Yeah, I see her like walking through Central Park, yeah. you know? Yeah, I really love it. Oh, and produced by, who produced, which, who produced Salam. that? Yeah, my buddy. Yep. Good work, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's up next? Wake up alone. Been there. This <laughs> fierce in my dreams, seizing my thoughts. He, he floods me with dread. soul, he swims in my just so sad yeah it's just so like drenched and heartache and just putting herself right out there you know uh this one's okay yeah i love it because it's sad if i'm in the car i would probably skip it a lot of times though i'm listening on vinyl like i uh-huh. listen to this mostly at home i this week i've been putting it on in the car just to get ready for this and i skip it a lot of times mm-hmm. but i do like it as part of the record on vinyl if we were at home listening to this on vinyl this would be a bathroom break for me oh it is and i would hear it through the door and uh-huh. I'd be like, that's a nice song. Yeah. But I'm in the bathroom right now. Mm-hmm. And then I would come out of the bathroom after it was over. Yeah. And I would hear this next track. What's it called? Someone Holy More. Someone Holy More? more? <laughs> Did what? I say that right? I didn't understand what you said. <laughs> Some Unholy War. Some Unholy War. If my man was fighting. I like that one. I kind of skipped this one you too. You skipped that one too, eh? Yeah, a little bit. I like it more than the one previously. I like it more than the one previously too, but I kind of lump them together. They kind of sound the same to me. I really like the backing vocals on that one. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. I need to listen to it in headphones. Yeah, I've been predominantly listening in headphones this yeah. week, and uh, it's a delight. This record is a delight this to listen to. This record really is a delight. On headphones. And mm-hmm. it sounds great in the car too. It sounds great everywhere. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black. How was that for that was great, ringing dude. endorsement? Yeah. What's the next one called? The next one is the last one on the record. He can only hold her. That's the last one, eh? Because or maybe he can only hold her. As opposed to what? He can only hold her. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> he like can all only... he could all he could do for her is hold her. Or, or he, he can, can only, only hold, hold her. her. <laughs> Point at her. <laughs> right. Yeah. He can only hold her for so long. The lights are on, but no one's home. Oh my god. That's a great one. That's my other favorite on the album. It's really 
You don't like Back to Black? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's just not. It's not in your like, top but the, it's not as good as this one or my other favorite, which right. is uh, <laughs> Tears Dry on the Own. I guess I hadn't really thought about like what my favorites were. I just know that Back to Black is my like. I feel it. Yeah, that would be one of your favorites. Then I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I just mean the ones that really stand out on my limited listening this week. Those are the first ones that really grabbed me. Were, were those two? Yeah. And, and yeah, they're so good. I, I, I'll, I'll listen to those songs for the rest of my days. Good. I am a fan of those songs. But he can hold her. Yeah, great song. Great. Great tune, love it. So that's not the last song on the record, though. No, so I don't know why I said that was the last one. The last one is actually, you know, I'm no good, like another, you know, I'm no good version, but this one's with Ghostface Killer. Here's a clip. Sure. And sniff me out like I was tangerine. Yeah. Yo, why you acting like you're more trouble than Tony Starks and you need to just walk away like Kelly Clarkson? Not into that, huh, Davey? You don't need the rapping. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that version of the song gets a big old thumbs down from Davey Dunham. Well, I still love the song so much that I still give it a thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, I really like the song. So uh, that is it for Back to Black. What do you think, Davey? Well, you assigned me this record. Mm-hmm. And I'm very glad you did. Good. It's going to be in rotation now for me. And it's great to just, you know, not rediscover it, discover this thing that was always there. Yeah, I knew all the brouhaha and the drama and everything, but I didn't know anything about her. And what a talent. And it really... It really sucks that she died. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an age-old story of this super talented person caught up in this machine, this thing they can't control that's been created because of their own talent and they don't know how to get out of it. I mean, substance abuse doesn't help and probably a little bit of mental illness and they just can't get off the carousel. Yeah. How many times have we heard the story? Mm-hmm. Ian Curtis, Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain. And you would think that we would learn now to just like remove these people from... Just, just take a step back for a couple months. Yeah. Or a year. But I guess once you're in it, you think that money's going to stop coming in and you have to keep it going. And the pressure that mounts on this one individual person, I can't even begin to fathom. It's just too bad, you know? Yeah, for sure. I'm glad that you like it. I was nervous to give you this one. And I think I gave you this big preamble before I even said you did. who it was. You know, yes. and I said, like, before you say no, here's why and here's the steps. You know, mm-hmm. I want you to watch the doc. And um, so I'm really glad that you gave it a chance. And I, I love that you love it. Amy Winehouse, back to black. Love it. Let's move on. Let's do it. Do it. Robin. David. There's a good Pink Floyd song. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to fail this test. What is it? What time is it? It's Wikipedia time. When you just want the fact. Joshua Paul Davis, better known by his stage name DJ Shadow, is an American DJ, songwriter, and record producer. He first gained notice with the release of his acclaimed debut studio album, Introducing. He has a personal collection of more than 60,000 records. Did you read that? I did. That's crazy. I thought we had a lot. I know, 60,000. <laughs> Apparently, he has multiple storage units. That's full nuts. Of records. And I read that he just has like pop-ups pop-up sales where he brings like thousands of his records and sells them. Really? I didn't read that. He just had one. It was on his like Twitter. Oh, see, that's, we, we don't live in the right place. I thought you were like, oh, we should have gone. It's well, like, yeah, because I mean, hey. like after all the costs of everything that yeah. we're going through, we have enough to fly somewhere and go buy his records. We don't need a new roof. 
Uh, and the DJ Shadow record we're doing today is called Introducing, which is the debut album from DJ Shadow, released in September of 1996 by Mo Wax. It's an instrumental hip-hop work composed almost entirely of samples from vinyl records. DJ Shadow produced Introducing over two years using an Akai MPC-60 sampler and other minimal equipment. He edited and layered samples to create new tracks of varying moods and tempos. I just found this tweet. It's the DJ Shadow official. Music lovers, get ready. My fifth annual storage sale is coming in hot. Thousands of records, tapes, and CDs on sale curated from my personal stash. October 23rd to 24th in Los Angeles. Look at this photo. Yeah, it's just well, like stacks and stacks and stacks of records that he's selling yeah. or did sell. Pretty cool. Man, I wish we could go to LA for that. That'd be really neat. That'd be really neat. <laughs> that would be neato. <laughs> okay. Before we talk about this album, mm-hmm. I have to do a disclaimer. Okay. I think this is an almost perfect record. Okay. I think it's 98% perfect. I think it's one of the greatest albums of the 90s. I think it's possibly one of the greatest albums of all time. It's certainly one of the greatest instrumental hip-hop albums of all time, and I don't have a bad thing to say about it. I have one tiny, not a criticism, a wish for one of the songs, and we'll we'll discuss it when we get to it. Okay, but. because now I have two follow-up questions, okay. which I guess one is I'm curious to know what the 2% loss is there, but I guess, as you say, we'll get to it. We will get to it. Okay. And then my next follow-up question is you said you think it's the certainly the best instrumental hip-hop album of all time. Is there a, like a big genre of instrumental hip-hop? Is oh, yeah. there like a lot there? Yeah, there's lots of instrumental hip-hop. Huh. Okay, curious. I think this one, again, I'm not, I, I'm not the guy to be talking about hip-hop. I don't know a hell of a lot. I know what I like. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there'd really been anything like this before it came out. Right. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty ground-shaking when it was released. And in the 90s, I was aware of it. Mark had it. Mm-hmm. My brother bought it, and I did not listen to it at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. I didn't pay attention. But then in about, well, 2002... I can't remember why I started listening to DJ Shadow. It was around the time the private press came out, but I was listening to this one before that. But I was uh, smoking a lot of marijuana. Mm-hmm. I was a marijuana user at the time. I was living in Hamilton, but I was working in Cayuga. So I was doing a lot of driving. And mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not advocating this. It was a stupid thing to do, but I would get finished my work at night in Cayuga. I would smoke a marijuana cigarette mm-hmm. and I would drive home in the dead of winter listening to this album. Yes. And that is the perfect way to listen to it. <laughs> well, I didn't do that this week. Stoned at night. Hmm. Is whilst driving. Well, don't try well, don't be driving. Is the statute of limitations on um Oh, I don't know. I I mean, I would drive slow. I guess <laughs> you shouldn't smoke weed and drive. But I was hey, but this remember, this is back roads. This is coming from Cuga to Hamilton. So it's all coming through Cuga Okay, through we're just going to cut Caledonia. all of this <laughs> all of this criminal activity out. I'm just joking. I didn't do that. Anyways, that's how I burned this record into my brain. Mm-hmm. This one and Private Press. Which is another DJ Shadow record? It's his record well, the follow up full length to this album it came it. out six years later mm-hmm. so that's my history of the album I love it it's hard for me to hear people say bad things about it so know that before we start doing got this got it process. yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah so I thought that this would be a good album for Robin honestly because of all the ones I thought of I could find fault in all the other choices I'm like she won't it was too heavy mm-hmm. or too this or too that I thought that this was a good choice well um, when you gave this to me I was like I'll give it a whirl. I mean, it's very, very, very not in my wheelhouse. Did you know at all what it was before? Not a clue. Okay. I had no idea what I was in for. Well then, mm-hmm. this will be this will be interesting. Yeah. Should we start? Let's do it. What's that first track called? Best Foot Forward. Oh, hold up. Before we get started. Guess who's coming? It's- Guess who's coming? It's- 
guess who's coming? DJ Shadow. Back again. Who is he? Just your favorite DJ Savior. What's your verdict? It was cool. That's a good little intro, right? Yeah, I thought that was a cool intro. Nice. I was like, and my first experience, I guess, with this record was also in the car. The first time I listened to it, I was leaving the office. I put it on and I turned it up. I kept turning it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's scratching. Yeah. And it's boastful. Yeah. He's like saying, I've arrived. I'm DJ I'm Shadow, here. man. I'm here and put my best foot forward. Yeah, and that hip hop tradition. And uh, it's a great way to start the record, obviously. Yeah. And then track two is Building Steam with a Grain of Salt. Oh, here we go. Perfect. It's perfect. What do you think? Uh, oh, God. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just trying to like put my words together. Okay, so I'm in the car. The introduction is finished. Mm-hmm. And then that beat comes in. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. This is good. Yeah. This is good. And yes. I keep turning it up. The first time through, I kept waiting for like hip hop vocals to come in, you know? And so that was a bit off-putting for me. I've listened to this record probably 10 times this week, and I I no longer miss vocals. I don't need them anymore. Absolutely. Um, Which I did the first time, especially in this song. And I think maybe by the end of the record, I was like, okay, I'm into this. I don't need them. Also, the, the drum breaks, I find a bit awkward, you know? And I just, for me, someone who's not musically inclined, I just feel like some of them don't fit just the drum too... breaks when it dr- breaks down just to drums yeah oh play it well i was gonna play a clip anyways of the break where he chops up he does the yeah. break chop the breaks chopping i just think it sounds awkward well here it is I think that's great. I don't think it fits musically. I think it's awesome. I have no musical talent, but to my civilian ear, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. Well, I barely have musical talent. And just the fact that I don't, I've never used an MPC. I've certainly never used like the first generation MPC. I think he was using the, the 60. I don't know how hard it was to chop up breaks like that, but it's, it's, I don't know. It sounds impressive to me. I, I really like it. I don't know what an MPC is. So. It's the box he made this, the sampler. Oh, I'm sure that he made all of this on. was really hard. I'm not yeah. suggesting that any no. of this was easy. Yeah. I'm just saying in my ear, it sounds awkward and mm-hmm. I don't, my brain can't make sense of it. Ah, he actually has a good quote I read the other day. I should have made note of it about why he doesn't have vocals on the record. Should I try and find it? Sure. Let's try and find it. We'll be right back. Yeah, the quote is just basically that uh, he says that, quote, lyrics were confining too specific, unquote. So Mm. he wanted to leave it, I don't know, cinematic. He wanted you to, uh, you know, create scenarios in your mind as you listened. Helps if you were... 
25 and stoned. Yeah, I'm 45 and not stoned. And I, like I said, after the first go around, I didn't miss the lyrics anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, The next track is... One, two, three, four, five. The number song. Breakdown, baby. Yes. I love it. Yes. I love this song. Come on. What about the drum break in the middle of that one? Love it. Yeah, that one's not awkward, right? No, not awkward at all. I love this song from start to finish. This song was on, again, during my drive home, during that first time that I was listening to it, and I loved it. And I was thinking, this sounds like that really cool funk that used to be played during, like, old school Sesame Street, during, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, when when they had, like, the really good musicians on to teach kids about numbers mm-hmm. and spelling, you know, and letters and stuff, like, before they were dumb and shit down for kids. Yeah. And then I looked at what it was called and I loved that it was called the number song. I'm like, maybe that's what he was going for. Maybe he was going for like that Sesame Street vibe. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe he was. I mean, some of those samples might be from Sesame Street Mm -hmm. of the the people saying numbers and stuff. That's ringing a bell. Maybe it? it was. Hey, if you know... If you know the story behind the number song by DJ Shadow. DJ Shadow, are you listening? Oh, God. Can you imagine? Hi. (laughs) Was the the number song inspired by Sesame Street? Because that was totally what I got from it. And then, like, the smile on my face when I saw that it was called the number song. I loved it. That's cool. Mm -hmm. At Reaction Brad's Pod. The next song is called Changeling. Oh, it's one of my favorites on the record, man. Yeah. It's going to be hard to pick clips to play because like the songs are so long. Yeah. They go to so many different places, Mm -hmm. but they're all amazing. It's just, it's so damn good. And again, it's timeless music. That doesn't sound like, oh, this came out in the 90s. That's just top to bottom. Great. And the fact that like this idea, it's less so now, but certainly in the 90s, like, oh, you're, you know, you can't sample things. You're not talented. To go and take all these different sources, all this different stuff from all these records and figure out a way to put it all together and make it work and have to transpose things. I don't know how uh, how you do it on an MPC, but just to like get everything in key and in tune and in time and put it together, it boggles the mind. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's amazing. It really is. I wonder, do you know how long it took him to put this together? Well, Wikipedia says two years. He worked on the record for two years. And I'm sure he had, you know, I'm sure these songs were in various stages of Sure. Being done when he started. There's probably, you know, I mean, I know that there's lots of alternate versions of stuff and everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, 25 years later, it's considered a classic and rightly so. Yep. I love it. What's the next song called? I mean, yeah, there's Transmission One, which I guess is part of Changeling, but not really. Um, I don't know. Here's a clip. <laughs> Anyways, the next true song is called What Did Your Soul Look Like Part 4. 
consistent. Oh, not feeling that one. No, it's good. It's fine. It's just mm-hmm. the same thing for five minutes. It is. Samples coming in and out. There's, yeah. there's some, it, it doesn't change up as much as the other ones. Mm-hmm. But I really love the mournful horn samples. And uh, he's got a way of creating atmosphere. Like mm-hmm. this record has a feel and a sound. This is where I could see needing to not have crazy anxiety to smoke a bowl you know oh yeah like this is where i could see that would make the music a better experience you know what i'm trying to say i know exactly what you're saying yeah and it's true enhance the experience absolutely Mm -hmm. this record is perfect if you're a i am not anymore i haven't been for many 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 years Mm -hmm. when i was taking the pot (laughs) (laughs) tell me more dad this was a a favorite of mine to listen to for sure yeah i mean having said that i enjoy it as much without the pot sure i think this is maybe where i zone out a little bit Mm -hmm. it just becomes less exciting yeah next up well now we face a dilemma that is unique to our podcast is uh the track listing of the reissued vinyl i have and the track listing on streaming are different yes but we always go by the vinyl then we're gonna skip this little funny thing (laughs) i like it okay then let's do it well we got to do the comic interlude which is untitled Hmm. Maureen's got five sisters. They all got ass. One of them has eyes as big as Jolly Ranchers. Beautiful girl. She's a beautiful girl. Hmm. He said ass. He sure did. (laughs) Jesus. And I probably had Jolly... I I think I had Jolly Ranchers within the last three months. You did? Yeah. Where? I bought bought a pack. When? I don't remember, but I had... I bought like the assorted fruit pack. (laughs) Of Jolly... I didn't know that you could still get Jolly Ranchers. And I was eating the uh, individually wrapped ones. Where was I getting those? Someone had them. I had a bunch of... Maybe like snacks at work? Maybe. But they're still great. Oh my God, they're tasty. I've never liked... I've never liked them like hard candies. I like Jolly Ranchers. Hmm. If you like Jolly Ranchers, let us know at Reaction Brats Pod. (laughs) But let's get into this next song. What's the next one called there, DJ Robin? Stem slash long stem. Again, hard for me to choose a spot in the song to play a clip from, Mm -hmm. but this is the song where I have my one tiny criticism of the album. Oh, yeah? I don't like the drum programming. Right. The song starts out, much like other songs on the record, I just want to hear bog standard hip hop beat on that one. Yeah. I you you wait for it to come and it doesn't come. Yeah. Instead, this sort of like demented, methed out drum and bass. Yeah. I don't know what you would call it sort of beat. And then it kind of goes even into a thrash beat. It's cool. Maybe he just got bored and was like, I'm going to do something different with this mm-hmm. one. I got to say, I don't enjoy it. I still listen to the song though. Yeah, I hear you. I think the song's great, except for the drums. Like mm-hmm. he definitely loses me on the drums and I skip it. 
because it's too aggressive for me. And I've only been listening to it in the car. Or I was listening to this when I was driving Rudy, uh, my son, to school one morning. He got in the car and it was on. He was like, I'm really surprised that you're listening to this type of music. It doesn't seem like your thing. And then I explained to him what we were doing. And he was like, oh, that's interesting. Anyway, then this song came on and he was like this isn't for me. And I was like, me either. So then we skipped it. And then more Rudy comments follow, <laughs> well, I can follow imagine. after this. I can imagine all of them. Uh, he plays drums too. So, you know, that his opinion counts a little bit. But that I, I have to reiterate, that's a very tiny criticism on my part. I know. And you it's still like, are madly in love. I'm not going to criticize the Mona Lisa. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Okay. There's a little bit of, you hear a bit of organ donor comes in there too. The organ comes in. Mm -hmm. There's that weird sample of the guys talking about the courthouse and parking tickets in Long Beach. They're very weird, but uh, awesome track. I still listen to it. Everything before and after the weird drum programming I'm super into. I'm yeah, just, I'm, just great. Not in, I'm not into the drum programming. Uh, that's followed up by another transmission. It's called Transmission 2, but you don't need to hear that. Moving on, the next song. Oh boy. Oh boy. Here we go. Mutual Slump. God damn it. It's a good one. That is the best. <laughs> Man, that gets me going. Yeah, you love it. Oh, it's one of my. That's I. I, I gotta tell you, so awesome. Rudy Dugans also loved it. Oh yeah, two thumbs up from Mr. Rudy Dugans. Good. Mm-hmm. How can, well, he's a drummer. That, yeah. You can't resist the beat. <laughs> yeah, that beat, man. And for you Bjork fans, if you don't already know, that is a Bjork sample. The the main. Uh, I guess it's a synthesizer. I'm not mm-hmm. even sure. Uh, it's from a Bjork song called Possibly Maybe. Here's a clip. And uh, just when we were doing our internet search here, I discovered that there is an episode of the Song Exploder podcast all about this song. This I'm reading an article here on Stereo Gum. It says it's a great episode because it involves all the samples that went into the track, including Bjork's Possibly Maybe, which Shadow wanted in there because it was obvious and it would throw off the crate diggers looking for his most obscure stuff. Also, the dreamy voice samples on the track come from Shadow's then-girlfriend and now-wife, who he recorded at Dan the Automator Studio. I will have to check that out. Yeah, that'll be cool. That song is just... I don't even know. I, I, I have nothing to say. You it's kidding great. me? You kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. No. I would never. I would never kid myself either, and Mutual Slump is the bee's knees. Coming up, Organ Donor. <laughs> Get out of town. Get out of town with that one? Pack up your things and go. (laughs) Come on. Awesome. I do like that one. I like Organ Donor. It's got a good beat. It's got a real good beat. You can Mm -hmm. bug out to it. I wish that we um, video recorded our podcast because watching you dance is so fun. I don't know. Here's a little uh, how the sausage is made on Reaction Brats. (laughs) 
Uh, we, we will stop, press pause on the record, and then we will crank whatever song we're going to talk about really loud in the room and get a feel for before we come back and record. And uh, I've just been boogieing. It's I'm, so fun. I've been boogieing. I just love it. Boogieing my little butt off for Amy Winehouse and for DJ yeah. Shadow. We've just been a moving we've and a grooving going. up here in the Beat Laboratory. So uh, on his release from 1998, Preemptive Strike, there's another version of Organ Donor called Organ Donor Extended Overhaul. And <laughs> oh man, it takes it to the next level. Here's a clip. <laughs> You know, it gets filled out with some some synthesizer sounds. You got a bass line in there. You've got some scritchy scratching. I oh think my. I like that one better. Many people do. Mm-hmm. I hold them both in high regard. Okay, you can't choose one. I can't choose one. I like okay. them both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I want to get down to it, if I want to get down <laughs> uh-huh. to it, what about getting down on it? Or get down on it? Uh-huh. Or get down up on down on it? Uh-huh. Up on top of it? Yeah. I'll probably throw in the extended overhaul. Mm-hmm. But you know, you can't knock the original. Oh, no one's knocking it. Yeah, the original recipe. Sometimes you want the classics. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's organ donor. And the next track. Why hip hop sucks in '96. It's the money. Well, that shadow calling out some folks in 1996. You got a G-Funk beat there. Stanky. With the vocal, it's the money. I like uh, it. Well, it sounds like shadow doesn't though, because he says the name of the song is Why Hip Hop Sucks in 96, and it's a G-Funk beat. So mm-hmm. I guess he wasn't a fan of the old G-Funk. Yeah. So I don't like it? I don't think you're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Well, well, you know, moving on. Egg on my face. To each his own. The next track is called Midnight in a Perfect World. Oh, dang it. just the stuff right there it was okay i get like um like a portis head yeah. kind of feel from that's, it that's, you a know? Good, that's a good point because a right around the same time like dj shadow was one of the first people that trip hop was applied to right along with portis head and yeah so this was all this was a thing kind of happening at mm-hmm. the time but i love that one man god that's one of the best on the album i love halfway through about 2 30 or so when that cello comes in it kind of breaks down for a bit and then the cello comes in the mournful cello and the uh the female vocal samples and everything it's just beautiful mm-hmm. it's just uh, and it's it, it it's the perfect title midnight in a perfect world that's what it sounds like Aww, don't you think nice. it sounds like midnight that's maybe song. i gotta listen to it again oh i think you need to sit i think you need to smoke a big old J. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah and uh, listen to that one again. No? Did you like Portishead? Uh, I don't really know much about Portishead, to be honest. Is that the cat? Hey, is he dismantling the dresser? I know. He's... I think he's dismantling the printer. Titus. I'm going to get him. Yeah, look at his face. Look at his face. 
<laughs> oh my. We're going to post a photo of Titus to the old Reaction Brats pod there. Uh, at Reaction Brats pod, check out the Instagram. You'll see a picture of Titus. He really is wonderful. Give me a kiss. He did not like that. Anyway. I'm back. She's back. Cat's gone. Yeah, I wasn't, um, I was never into Portishead or any of that kind of stuff. It wasn't my jam. No, I feel like we should maybe revisit that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, w- I would probably like it if I gave it a shot. Let's I just I didn't listen to it on a podcast. Yeah, maybe that'll be a future episode. I didn't dislike it at the time. I just didn't care enough to mm-hmm. go after it. Uh, what's the next one called? Napalm Brain Scatterbrain. I feel like this might be me. I know it might be like it is you. Yes, yes, yes. One thousand hundred million times yes. <laughs> this one's fun. I like this one. So great. Starts out dubby, you know, it's got that dub yep. bass, sort of that dub beat at the beginning. And then again, it's, I mean, what is it? It's a nine minute long song. Again, it's a hard to pick a clip to play. I'm probably, yeah. gonna, I'm probably playing very long clips from the songs. And then it goes into the, like, I guess that would be scatterbrain when the beat kind of gets more skippy and picks yeah. up and you just got to move your little tush. I do find when I'm listening to this, I turn into someone different. I turn into someone who's like, my arms are going like I'm like at a like a rave or something, I guess. I don't know. I've never been to a rave. I've never been yeah. to a club where this kind of music would be played or, you know, but I feel like all of a sudden I turn into someone who's into this kind of yeah. music. DJ, DJ, DJ Escatalopram. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. I love that you love it because I was hoping that you would. Yeah. But we'll get your rundown at the end here. Let's let's move on. What's the next? song called what does your soul look like part one slash blue sky revisit I, I don't know. I'm going to shut up now because I, I, I'm i just going to sound like a gushing fanboy, but come on. Well, you're a gushing fanboy. Let it out. Let's I mean, how great it. is that? You got to like that it's one. It's a great one. I'm not convinced. <laughs> I don't know what else to say either. I feel like I just keep saying the same thing. Perfect way to end the record. Yeah. I don't want to say it lulls you off to sleep, but it just, you're in the dinghy and it just gently pushes you offshore out into the yeah. sea of existence. Yeah, I think you're right. I totally get what you're saying. I think Best Foot Forward was the perfect way to like hype us up and mm-hmm. get us into the record. And this one was the best way to like, okay, now you may go. Like yeah. I've taken you through this experience and now you may go into the world. He kisses you on your forehead. <laughs> he does. And he just sees you on your way. 
Thank you, DJ Shadow. Thank you, DJ Shadow. And I really do mean that. Thank you for making this album. It's in my top 10. It's in your... Hall of Fame. Desert Island Disc. I would love to get your final breakdown of it. What do you think? Are you happy you listened to this one? I'm so happy I listened to this one. Yeah. When this came in the mail, I don't know, a month ago, I opened it for you. And um, I didn't think I'd ever listen to it unless like you put it on. And I was just like, oh, whatever. Like one of Dave's records came, you know, I just kind of not dismissed it, but just like put it in a pile of Dave's records. Like I was never going to hear it. It was never my thing. And again, so glad that we have this podcast and that we gave ourselves this challenge because I would have never listened to it the way I did this week. Mm -hmm. And it's so fun. And it's so like exciting. And I don't know, all these songs that I now know and love that I wouldn't have listened to any other time. And I'm the same way with Amy Winehouse. I never, ever would have put on Amy Winehouse. Mm -hmm. Not out of any dislike of Amy Winehouse, just never would have occurred to me to put it on. Not my thing, not my kind of music, but uh, I do love it. Mm -hmm. So I'm very happy that uh, we did this. I think maybe we both learned a very valuable lesson tonight. That maybe we don't have to just stay in our wheelhouse. It is good to have someone to shepherd you through it, though. Yeah, for you sure. Need, you need someone to push you toward this thing you should listen to. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad we did that for each other. Me too. And I think we will do this again. Not next episode. and maybe No. Not, no, maybe a few episodes from now. I think this will be a reoccurring theme. I think it worked out quite well. I do too. Um, what do you want to call it? Well, I think at the beginning of the podcast, we were calling this homework, weren't we? We were. Mm-hmm. Good we had a little theme point. song and everything. We did have a theme song. Here it is. <laughs> That's nice. That's a nice little theme we it made that we used. Right. I think we used it once or twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, homework's back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So I think in three or four, maybe five episodes, we're going to do homework again. Yeah. Robin, thank you. This has been a great episode. Thank you. It's one of the longest. We're at ninety minutes of of dialogue recording, which we'll for see us is, what we can whittle it down yeah. to. Well, by we, I mean you. Yeah. So we're going to listen to a Slick Rick song. Yeah, let's do it. I don't know anything about Slick Rick, Me but... Me either. I just know that Amy Winehouse missed his gig. And here is a really, really, really good Slick Rick song. So check us out at Reaction Bratz Pod on Instagram. And uh, until next time, see ya. Bye. I'm not trying to claim things I haven't earned honest, man. Slick Rick and out guesses on this jam. Blood kick diamond on a two-two grand. Trying to help raise our youth to man. Skip the ruler, Rick. His face to slam. Help clean up this land. The reputation of this man. With hole and with stand. Outcast and slick, the answer is in it. Hun, you need to get your ass on the dance floor this minute. We bruised up, knock you out, shoe socks. Show your ass move, you forgot what mad smooth snugs. Mm-hmm. We like to party, don't make me get money and platinumize my body. With bright stuff known to earn a dice. Love blind folks, but like somebody turn the lights off. Immense strength popping out of muffin Make famous artists that's dead hop out of coffin At the real estate behaving type choosy Want a palace, make the shit beige and light blue, please Got the kid like watch your manners Since I came out of jail, it's like the planet gone bananas Like the strength a batter fella had Lady looking at me all stink, I had to tell her that But trying to claim things I haven't earned honest, man Snake raking out guesses on this jam what kid diamond on a two-two grand? Uh. Trying to help raise our youth to man. Skip the ruler, Rick. His face to slam. Help clean up this land. The reputation of this man. With whole uh. and with I went from 
Bear's ball in the bulldog, from bulldog in the bowhog, and I bowhog in the pimp walking and strictly stretch the street talking over y'all ass like that. There, going the ball up like cat hair. We never fall off like hat. Well, we some of the dopest empties out there. Now eat that. I'm casting Ricky D, bitch. Can you beat that? Remember the time I laid them down? A teenage love, I see that just a sport of rhyming, breaking new patterns like hymen. Chucking and jiving was never the style. I'm gonna keep on being a slime, spitting that king shit. Too clean shit, I tailor and a seamstress. Blue gators for you haters and the penis is for you beaches like an addiction, cause I need it. Hip hop is that I feed it like a junkie, show me your monkey, cause I shown up like to beat it. Might just eat it, just to skeet it, fold you up like you was pleated, like some slacksin', relaxin', be strolling like Sir Captain. See, I got a baby daughter, and I feed her with this rapping, not trapping, D-boy with rapping. Huh? I'm not trying to claim things I haven't earned honest, man. Snake raking out gases on this jam. What kid diamond on a two-two grand? Trying to help raise all youth to me. Skip the room lyric, his face to slam. Help clean up this land. The reputation of this man. With hole and with stand. Seems everybody's open off the grammar. The white fox, pink velvet suit, white Havana. Listen, baby girl, genius Victor. Dreamboat, miss, you should have been click picture. Check her out. I don't know what you're trying to figure out. Down south, barbecue ribs, fly out a nigga mouth. And touching me, the chosen. With such a will opposing. Me and big boy trying to give our children clothing. Smoking love. Do we provide dope enough? Even people unborn, kid wide open off. The engineering I'm sending in. Even make construction workers start acting kind of feminine. Ten percent of blasters hit from me and big boy who represent the outcast. Clear. A jealous cat. Like the strength about a fella had. Lady looking at me all stink. Had to tell her that. But trying to claim things I haven't earned. Honest man. Snake raking out gases on this jam. What kid diamond on a two two grand? Trying to help raise all youth to me. Skip the ruler, Rick. His face to slam. Help clean up this land. The reputation of this man. With hole and whip stand. Snake raking out gases on this jam.